is up guys and welcome back to the second episode of the insiders podcast so um today again we have three segments like usual our first segment is going to be on cancel culture the second on um football and the final one will be on what's the final one on Oh yeah, coronavirus. The, yeah, the coronavirus. <laughs> Is it the fu- yeah the future? Basically, the impacts of um, coronavirus for the future. So before we actually start these segments, there was um, we just want to thank everyone for you know the positive feedback they gave, mainly on the um, sound quality. We appreciate that. And the other thing was a few people asked me, which we forgot to mention last week, was why we chose the name The Insiders. So um, do you guys remember why? Because I remember it took a long time to come up with a name. Yeah, we came up with a lot of different names, but um, yeah, we came up with a lot of like weird names. But the main reason for the insiders was because my mom and my sister they really like this movie called The Outsiders. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have not. It's like a no. really. Then it's, again, I haven't watched much movies. It's a sorry. like it's a really old movie. It's got like young Tom Hanks in it. It's got Matt Dillon. It's got Patrick Swayze. It's got like a huge cast. But um, yeah, so that they were called the outsiders, and I was like, you know what, we're the insiders because we're sitting home and doing it. So that was the basic logic, nothing much to it. But so we're going to start our first segment. Obviously, um, as usual, in the product, not the product description, the podcast description, we're going to put the timestamp for each segment. So um, yeah, today in terms of cancel culture, for those that don't know what cancel culture means, um, dictionary.com, a very reliable source. Um, defines it as the popular practice of withdrawing support for public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable or offensive and it is generally discussed as being performed on social media in the form of group shaming so today is going to be like a I don't know if it's going to be a bit of a debate because we're all on the same side really our opinions are quite similar we're going to try playing devil's advocate in order to make it a bit more entertaining but we're just going to talk about um basically the negatives and the positives of cancel culture and whether we need you know feel that the culture itself needs to be progressed a little so before we you know begin this debate this discussion i want to ask you guys i'll start with a said what is your opinion on cancel culture? Are you anti? Are you pro? And why? Just a short statement. So I'd say I'm somewhere in the middle because I think with a lot of things online nowadays, especially people take things a bit too far and people fall very harsh on one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of grey area in between. So I don't think the cancel culture, especially is very positive i think it can cause a lot of problems there's a lot of harassment a lot of bullying there mm-hmm. but i don't think cancelling people um in of itself is always a problem i think sometimes the context of a situation needs to be taken more into account before you cancel someone and sometimes it can be counterproductive because you reduce the chance of people learning and people who are on the other side of the issue become even further away from you they get driven away more rather than having a constructive conversation but on the other hand some things people say um when they're um fully grown they're adults they know what they're saying it's worthy of being cancelled so again i think there's a lot of gray area in between Mm -hmm. so that's probably why it's such a raging debate at the moment and why so many people feel so strongly about it 
Fair enough. And um, okay, so you're kind of you're, you're saying you're in the middle, basically a bit. Um, yeah. And then Ali Mo, what? Okay, Ali Mo doesn't know much about yeah, cancel I mean, culture. We I think that, might, that might actually help in the pod. Is like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably be like asking questions. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm trying to like learn a bit more about it and understand to actually you know formulate my my, my opinion on on it. Right, um, that's good. I mean, what Say just said right now. I mean, I can I agree with that sentiment overall. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, what else? Is, what else do you want to add to that chance of the night? To be honest, until Shine like mentioned that he was interested in doing it for this podcast, mm-hmm. I hadn't really looked into it a lot myself. I didn't really know a lot about it. I did a bit of research before this because you know I couldn't prepared. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's kind of just passed me by a bit because I don't really care <laughs> too much, <laughs> too much about. Like, I, I think. If I'm presented with evidence about something, I can make a decision uh-huh. about whether I like the person or not. I don't need the whole internet telling me whether yeah, yeah, they're they a good or bad like person. Or yeah. That's a yeah. great way to start a segment, telling people you don't care about it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. Basically, yeah, so I started the whole topic mainly because, um, well, it's just all over Twitter, it's all over YouTube, Drama Alert and all the other ones. Always love um, going on about it. And initially, I was quite anti-cancel culture, initially, even when I mentioned it to you lot. And then I started researching it, and Did now... you say anti? I saw it as anti. Anti, all right, okay, sorry. Anti. You listen to too much American YouTube. You know, okay, actually, one thing I need to mention is, if you hear my voice, my accent starts changing, it's because, um, basically, my, uh, uh, my family told me that, I think it happens when I'm nervous, that I go into a brummy accent sometimes. Have you ever realised that? Why are you ashamed of that? What do you mean? Why you, you should, should be, be okay? Proud. Before I get cancelled, um, yeah, where are you Brummie from? Brummie accent is. I'm from Birmingham, but I'm sorry, the Brummie accent is not so it. So what's, what's the point? Boo. Brummie accent is not it, mate. I just uh, I don't like I don't like listening to it. So yeah, if um, I'm just gonna have to stay really aware of my voice as a result. But um, anyways, so yeah, so I was quite anti at the start. Anti, yeah, anti. I was quite anti cancel culture at the start. Um, mainly because of a lot of kind of, I'd seen a lot of influencers videos such as PewDiePie and um, like even Keemstar once in a while as well and they'd kind of mentioned that oh this cancel culture is not nice, it's a mob mentality etc. But then once researching it I realised there's a lot of pros to it as well. So basically my argument is this, that cancel culture should stay um you know they should not get they shouldn't cancel cancel culture cancel culture should be there because it's one of the only things that keeps high profile individuals accountable um for example like you know we look at Harvey Weinstein um his uh, so he was obviously there was some sexual um sec, uh, sorry accusations of sexual abuse on his part and um you know often in times when it comes to high profile cases the police don't tend to do much so it's kind of given into the public's hand in order to, well, some would argue it's given into public's hand to kind of create their own personal justice system. But on the other side, there's also the issue that once you give this kind of justice system to the public, um, you know, it turns into, like I think Asaid mentioned, a big mob mentality where there's a lot of hate involved. And when this hate gets involved, one of the main things is that people then don't start, you know, like cancelling the issue. They try to then instead cancel the individual, and then that just kind of, what's the, it kind of like, 
gets rid of the whole um, importance of you know the issue at hand, and instead everyone starts targeting the individual instead. If you get if you get what I mean, um, and in terms of for example, we ha- there's a lot of examples of where cancel culture has you know it, ha- it has progressed, but also where it's failed. Progression includes you know Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby, but there's a lot of cancel culture which has just kind of blown over individuals. Like, I don't know, have you lot heard about the you know the James Charles case that happened? I think, was it last year? No, I heard of it, not not fully. So basically, um, the gist of it, uh, well, not the gist of it, I'm probably going to explain it really badly <clears throat> because I don't watch that side of YouTube. Um, I know I say it mm. tends to watch some beauty channels, but um, basically... Gotta there look was... my best. <laughs> Obviously, you gotta look your best, bro. But um, there are two big influences in the beauty channel uh, network on YouTube: James Charles, and the other was um, wait, Ali Minish. Fact is it Tati Westbrook? I think, I think it is Tati Westbrook. Yeah. Um, so it was like this whole thing: Tati Westbrook versus James Charles. She said that James Charles was like grooming individuals, etc., and you know she was just posting videos against him. He lost loads of subscribers, but now. People are sticking up for him because they realized once they were trying to cancel him, they weren't actually looking at the evidence, they weren't looking at the facts, and now people are standing up for him instead. The same people that were cancelling him, that were bullying him, that had that big mob mentality of taking him down, are now on his side and trying to get rid of everywhere else, everyone else. And I feel that's one of the issues of cancel culture, in that that whole mob mentality leads to people just jumping on claims without checking the evidence because then they just you know i guess you can say people i don't know if to say I think they... another problem mm-hmm. another problem is people are inclined to either like or dislike someone exactly and the yeah. second a second an allegation or a rumor without a lot of it even a lot of evidence comes to light against that person they mm-hmm. jump on it to try and take them down exactly yeah, there's a lot and of at the same judgments. time when there is evidence against someone a lot of their fans will jump to refute that and defend them so i think People sometimes need to take a step back and that, that's the danger of letting the internet, social media become kind of the justice system mm-hmm. is that ultimately people aren't qualified to make judgments about someone exactly, and they yeah. don't have all the evidence, they don't have all the facts and they're going off what people present on the internet which as we know it's so easy to show only one side of something or just a small segment of something without yeah. the whole background to it so you can't really make a judgment off of that exactly yeah going back to something you said yeah. right at the start and this is kind of um a positive of cancel culture and like an advocating for it in a way mm-hmm. is when you mentioned that like police don't tend to take allegations against people seriously which yeah. there may be some truth to that but a lot of it is also people who are the victims of something racial mm-hmm. abuse sexual abuse yeah often don't feel they have the power or the authority to go against these massive high profile figures exactly exactly and yeah. what the what the internet's done um has kind of leveled that playing field a bit in that if you get your story out there and people pick up on it you'll have a wave of public support which previously when the media was a lot kind of more controlled mm. um it was newspapers mm-hmm. tv news stuff like that you yeah. couldn't get the public on your side very easily especially if you're going against a massive High profile exactly, celebrity. Yeah. It's given the average person a, a voice, basically. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, and like you said, yeah. So it's it's given it's given the victim a voice as a result of all of it. And one thing I mentioned previously was that a lot of the time it happens often, um, like we mentioned in the James Charles case. Even if we look at another example, which is currently happening, um, David Dobrik and Liza Koshy. So I don't know if you lot have heard about this, but there was no. a video dug up of them. You do know David Dobrik and Liza Koshy, right? Heard, heard of David, David Dobrik. Dobrik. Yeah, okay, so D- yeah. Liza, uh, based, like, uh, they, you know, two huge YouTubers. And there's a video of them from back in the day where they're doing that. You know that classic um, YouTube thing where you try foreign foods? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying, like, foreign sweets or something, foreign candy, I don't know. And um, so... <clears throat> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh about this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not laughing. That was a cough. Anyway, um, in terms of what Liza Koshy did was... She picked up, I think it was like a, I don't know, a crisp, a sweet packet, and it was Chinese. And she tried pronouncing the name. I'm not obviously going to do it. But um, she tried pronouncing the name, and she did it in a, let's just say there was a lot of, um, what's it, cultural misappropriation? What is it when you do it verbally? Verbal misappropriation? I don't know. She made, she basically mimicked a Chinese accent, but in a humorous way. But a lot of people took it the wrong way as a result. And um, so when you look at something like this, a lot of people are now, you know, not a lot actually, because they have such a huge fan base, but a um, a decent amount of people are trying to get them to, you know, um, quit their channels, delete their channels, you know, get off social media platforms as a result. And one thing I noticed all over Twitter is people are hating on, you know, David Dobrik, Liza Koshy for this. And in doing so, they are kind of taking away the whole... um, the whole kind of focus from the from what well, some people argue that they're taking away the whole focus from the actual issue, which in this case was, you know, the is it verbal misappropriation? What is it? It's like you know when you kind of try to cultural. mimic stere- cultural misappropriation. I don't know. I, I don't think it's misappropriation. I think it's just appropriation. Oh, it's cultural appropriation. I think so. I don't. I don't know. Ali, this is where you're supposed to come in. With uh, you. Yeah, yeah, you're I'm the researcher. To, I'm trying to cultural. Either appropriation or misappropriation. Okay, well, they both mean the same thing. Wait, cultural appropriation is the adoption of an element or elements of one culture by members of another culture. Okay, and what's misappropriation? This can be controversial uh-huh. when members of a dominant culture appropriate from a disadvantaged minority culture. Okay, so I think we're talking about cultural appropriation then. Yeah. Um, we're going to have case, to delete all that as well. No, nah, we can still keep that. That can stay there. It shows that, you know, we're on it with the fact checking. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that um, in terms of cultural appropriation, yes, yeah, so there was some cultural appropriation. A lot of people say that by attacking David and Liza, you know, we're taking it away from the argument of cultural appropriation. But what I feel, what happens a lot of the time, therefore, is without people realizing, we're ho- we're holding them to accountable, but then we're holding all other influence account influences accountable by raising this issue, even though it's not being tackled properly. The advantage of this is when it happens again, it's I mean it's less likely to happen again. Other influencers are now seeing and the influencers are now seeing that okay, David and Liza have been attacked for um mimicking an Asian minority. You know, we can't make those kind of jokes anymore in our videos or whatever we send out. And if it does happen again, it people therefore hold them more accountable as a result, you know what I mean? Because this issue has been raised in the past. The other thing is people are very either cancel them completely or 
like completely forgive them. Whereas I think there needs to be some degree of punishment in between. Because, for example, if you commit a crime in real life or like um, a theft or something, the punishment you get is proportional to the crime. So yeah, it's not, it's you don't, not either life sentence or... Yeah, it's not life no. sentence or you get acquitted. You might serve two, three years. Obviously, you can't really do that. Um, like, on the internet, you can't say, oh, you're banned from YouTube for two years. But there can be there can be something in between. So, for example, the apologies that a lot of people <laughs> give when they get caught out, to me, don't seem very sincere at all. It's like, oh, I'm sorry I got caught... I don't want to get caught again and please forgive me and carry on watching my videos and stuff. But there should be stuff like learning programs, education programs, things oh, really... in place to kind of teach them. Yeah. Yeah, Because a, a lot of advocates against cancel culture say, oh, it stifles debate, it stifles the chance for people to educate and develop themselves. But then they don't offer any solutions to do that. It's left to the individual who's going to be cancelled or not to mm. kind of improve themselves and but as in a, lo- a lot of people when they're caught will probably just say oh you know what i just won't say anything like that on camera again and carry on with their lives mm-hmm. so again i think it's a very new area yeah like it is very new social media the whole, the whole trend only started well as in yeah the, i'd say it trended mainly last year so it's only been like a year mm. since this yeah. whole thing's been going on so things, things will be refined. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, I think you were mentioning earlier, say, about like being presented all the facts and making a decision. But obviously, a lot of people can't really be bothered to, to be presented with all the facts and things. So there's the question is, is it better that we just stay neutral or something or just kind of like f- trust someone else you know, almost with their facts, because if we if we're relying on ourselves to um, deal with every case and like actually consider it neutrally, is anyone actually going to be called out? Yeah, is anything that, that's a good point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too like far off topic, but uh, it's a similar thing with fake news and stuff on the internet. Mm-hmm. Do you just do you trust something just because it's on the internet or it might come from like? semi-reliable source or do you actually have to go out and do the research yourself and a lot of people won't be bothered to go out and do the research exactly, themselves yeah. mm-hmm. that's what i mean there is a whole the negative aspect in the sense where it's so easy to get cancelled now even on something you haven't done because it's, it is a mob mentality at the end of the day it is you know people see okay a bunch of tweets that this person's done xyz uh, let's boycott them but um, mm. they don't have time themselves because you know that's the whole fast paced kind of thing of social media you just skip through you read what anyone's written without fact checking and something needs to be put in place you know we don't know what I don't yeah, have, have much of an it's, idea it's not our area of expertise exactly <clears throat> not our area of expertise but something you know some fact checking um, people mm. may like I'd say the main thing which is obviously difficult but people need to take upon responsibility like responsibility themselves to ensure they don't jump onto something without ensuring they have all the facts, they have all the evidence, um, you know, before they make a rash, a snap judgment. Because that's one of the biggest downfalls of cancel culture is that a snap judgment is made 
and an individual, an influencer, whoever, has spent years, um, you know, kind of doing their, you know, grinding, kind of working their best, trying to put themselves out there, and then within a day, because of something someone else has said, that's all worthless, because everyone's just trying to cancel them as a result. Um, but yeah, so I'll just read something that I found, actually. So this is from, I, th- I believe it's a journalist, Asita Nevu, and it's from the What's the New Republic. So this is his, um, just kind of, it's a short opinion on the whole cancel culture. So what he says is, at the end of the day, it seems at least possible that tweets are just tweets. That as difficult as criticism in the social media age may be to contend with at times, it bears no meaningful resemblance to genocides, excommunications, executions, assassinations, political imprisonments and official bans passed. Perhaps we should choose instead to understand cancel culture as something much more mundane. Ordinary public disfavour voiced by ordinary people across new platforms. And it's that last bit, that last bit that I find really important, the ordinary public disfavour voiced by ordinary people across new platforms. Because something we mentioned here, often minorities, um, they have to wait for something to happen, wait for, well, previously, wait for something to happen on the news that, you know, kind of raises their issue. But now, Mm -hmm. with the whole social media platform... You can get these ordinary ethnic minorities, whatever, racial, religious minorities, in order to just voice their opinion um, without having to go through, like Asaid mentioned, a controlled system. And this just, as a result, raises awareness. And one of the things, now I remember my point, was that in school, we often had quite, um, not okay, I wouldn't say often, I know certain groups would have quite unfiltered talk about certain topics and they would always talk about, okay, um, and a lot of people talk about it, a lot of comedians especially tend to talk about it, how the world's becoming more politically correct and how it's becoming more difficult to say things. Initially, I was like, okay, they're right, you know, a lot of the humour, for example, uh, I think Ali Moore, I don't know if you started, have you started Community yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. What a show! What a show! Okay, Community is a beautiful show. It's a shout out to the writers, and yeah, if you've listened to this, watch it on Netflix. Anyway, um, so in Community, and as well as many other shows, can't think of much on top of my head. I was like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, bro. There is some crazy, um, dark humor in that. A lot of racial humor, racial, um, well, cultural misappropriation again, but um. And, you know, a lot of that is quite funny, and now that's being compromised in the new shows, you know, we can't make those kind of jokes. Initially, sorry, just on that, I think the difference is, for shows like Community and things, they do it in a very satirical way, so they poke fun at the people being racist, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a difference between that and, like, a stereotyping of someone. Yeah. So, for example, like, Come Fly With Me and stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um... I I'd say that is that is actually racist because yeah, they're taking yeah. stereotypes of people mm-hmm. of ethnic groups and mocking them yep. for laughs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we find it funny, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'd say yeah, it's racist. Whereas something like Community, yeah, they might have a character in there, or a couple of characters who are racist, mm-hmm. but they more often than not, the racist is the butt of the joke, and everyone's laughing at the racist yeah, for yeah, their. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like ridiculous opinions. 
Yeah, I see. I think it's quite tasteful in that sense, in the way that they do it compared to like exactly like Come Fly with Me. But a lot yeah. of the time, even now, if you look at you know the newer shows coming out, they don't even have they you know they tend not to even put that in. They tend not to have us laughing at the racists because they don't make racist jokes at all. And a lot yeah. of people may be like, okay, I miss the days of you know shows like Come Fly with Me, shows like Community, where we can make those kind of jokes. But um, I've re- what I've realized is that this whole uh, political appropriateness, whatever it is, um, this is just basically a compromise. This whole thing of not being able to make this kind of humor is a compromise we have to take in order for society to progress. And I'm more than happy to take that compromise if it means that I can't, you know, laugh at something like that anymore because it raises awareness for these minorities and it kind of it makes the world a much better place to live in at the end of the day. Um, and so, yeah, I think, unless in, Ali, okay, actually this, okay, this is a good point to end on. From what you've heard, no, it's for, I, from what you've heard from our arguments, which are, are were very flimsy, but um, where would you put uh, yourself now? Uh, Opinion on cancel culture. Oh. I mean, it's clear, like, you're saying, like, cancel culture is just, the actual culture of it is kind of, like, too much in a regard, like, it's, um, it's an all or nothing, it can, like, completely ruin someone, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some, probably some alternate, more, I don't know, a, a way to almost cancel people appropriately. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I, I, and I'm not sure yeah, how, how feasible that is. Mm-hmm. I think the main way of just making that feasible is taking responsibility ourselves to ensure that if we ever get involved in cancelling someone or jumping on, you know, a side of a debate, and it's difficult because obviously not everyone, you know, not everyone has the motivation to do this, but we need to take the responsibility of ensuring we look at the hard facts, the hard evidence, and then without just seeing, okay, this influencer has said something about this influencer, I'm going to cite this one. Instead of that, we need to look at, you know, the background of what they said and ensure it's true and then base our own opinions. Don't let Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, do not let those individuals push you to supporting one side of an argument because that is what happens a lot. Um, There was a story about how this one, um, uh, basically this one girl at school got bullied because, you know, the whole James Charles, Tati Westbrook thing, she was subscribed to James Charles and her friend's bullied her into taking her phone out, unsubscribing to him, and then subscribing to um, Westbrook. And, yeah, it's just a whole thing that... Have your opinion, but don't force that opinion onto others as but well. Do you know what? That's another interesting point. And I mm-hmm. know this this whole segment has kind of rambled a bit, and yeah. maybe we need to like focus on it a bit more on the edit. But a lot of this will be younger people, especially on like youtubers influencers like that yeah between like 12 and 16 year olds i'd say mm-hmm. are a lot of these fans who are kind of who see something and push it on twitter push it on instagram or whatever to try and cancel people and in a way it's good because young people have a platform to talk which hasn't existed in the past but on the other hand they are still even us we're still children exactly we're still younger we haven't like got a complete understanding of the way the everything and how it works. I don't want to say the world and how it works because that's <laughs> a bit like 
patronizing, but yeah. you get what I mean. You get what I mean. Like, yeah, I get what you mean. That whole it's difficult to take a very nuanced view of things. Yeah. When you're like a fifteen-year-old. Exactly, because at the end of the day, plus it's not just being a fifty. It's not even about age. Like, you got these fifteen, yeah. sixteen-year-olds, but then think about you know the forty-year-olds, the fifty-year-olds. They've come through. A generation where for like what's the word is social um what's the word when basically like you know every it's like a social agreement on certain laws like you know being racist is now but you know slavery is bad for example now everyone knows it's like social norm yeah social norm that's the word social norm social norms change so much just i don't know how many years ago i'm guessing what probably 20 not even 20 probably less years ago you were allowed to smoke in public you're allowed to smoke in restaurants you're allowed to smoke in bars yeah, yeah i'll say now, like 10 years know, ago yeah probably yeah, exactly probably even yeah around that much but now just allowed it was it was normal to do it that. was normal but now it's you know it's frowned upon you're only allowed in certain places social norms are constantly changing and i feel for all ages especially the, you're right the 15 the 16 year olds who you know that's the that's the process of mental development there um and you know it's it's difficult I'll to just delay, delayed a bit in your in you Cheyenne. yeah okay ha <laughs> um, insert laughs oh my, insert laughs oh my god um, <laughs> insert laughs in the edit but um <laughs> but i would i would also say with the social norms changing mm mm-hmm. That doesn't excuse necessarily past behavior because yeah. I, was, I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode talking about cancel culture, doing mm-hmm. my research. You know how it is. Yeah, we got Joe Rogan. And he said, he was talking about something, I can't remember the specific thing, but I remember he said, I don't know if back then, talking about 30, 40 years ago, yeah. that would have been racist. Mm-hmm. And I disagreed. I disagreed with that because whether something is racist or not isn't really defined by the time you're in. But whether society, the society's response as to whether it's acceptable or not is. So I'd say oh, if you asked okay. a yeah, black yeah, person yeah. if something was racist 40 mm-hmm. years ago, um, they'd probably say, give you the same answers they'd give you today. But if mm-hmm. you'd ask a white or a brown person whether that thing was racist, that answer might change. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true, actually. And that's quite an important um, point in the sense that, for example, a lot of the time that these celebrities are now, you know, it's being dug up like their past tweets etc and one of their main kind of arguments is this that okay which and a lot of time is quite a flimsy argument for example you know the kevin hart homophobic tweet which led him to being removed off the oscar he was like you know that was in the past i was younger etc so would you say so you're saying you're saying something different in the sense that um in that period of time whatever it depends on the social norm but would you say that also accounts to age as well because you know a lot of celebrities tend to say i was younger then i was you know naive would you say that i I think if you were a child Mm -hmm. let's let's say well under 18 under 19 that kind of age yeah i think you shouldn't be held to the same standard as if you were an adult but if you were and i think there can be leeway there because a lot of people especially when social media is new we're kind of showing off on Twitter and stuff, and it's going to be dug up. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're 15, 16, you're going to say some stupid things. Mm-hmm. A lot of it will be down to the environment you were raised in that you don't have a lot of control over, and there's exactly, a lot of yeah. 
opportunity for growth between that and you becoming an adult. But yeah. if it's like, say, a celebrity now who's 50, 60 years old and stuff emerges from 20, 30 years ago where they were racist or where they sexually harassed someone, then no, I don't think they should be absolved of that because they were 30, 40 years old at the time. Exactly, That's perfect. Yeah. You're you're an adult. You know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, completely. You should be held accountable there, for that. Yeah. Mm, completely agree with you there. So um, yep. Yeah, so I know we've rambled a lot on this topic, um, and at the end of the day, it's uh, you know it's just our opinions. We are also naive individuals. Um, I hope, ironically, we don't get cancelled as a result of this cancel culture segment. But yeah, now we yeah, shall move on. Let, let us know whether you agreed or yeah, whether actually, yeah. we need to we need to learn some more stuff. That'd be great. You know, something maybe we could even talk about. We could continue it on another episode. But we'd love to hear your opinions on what we've said. Um, but yeah, don't take it seriously. But yeah, thank you. I shouldn't say thank you. I don't know what we're not ending the podcast. Um, all right. All right, and now onto our next segment. We're gonna take a different turn and talk a bit about football. Um, and I think we cover everything already... on the Insiders podcast. <laughs> We've got a big range on the Insiders podcast. We've gone from cancel culture right. to football. And I think, as with football, the first thing we have to talk about is um, yeah, they lost to a Man City four nil. Yeah, I was thinking the, the exact same um, thing. I was thinking the exact. That's kind of mad. The that's like telepathy right there. In thirty years, excuse me, Shine. Can I speak? <laughs> uh, winning the league for the first time in thirty years uh, with a very impressive uh, season this year. And yeah, what are you? What are your guys' opinions on it as uh, non-Liverpool fans? So it's been very difficult, <laughs> but to be, let's be fair: Liverpool deserve to win. They have yeah. the best team, most consistent. Yeah, definitely. Um, two losses now, which is nice. But yeah, I you can't really complain. Twenty-nine yeah. wins, two draws, two losses. Yeah, you, you deserve to win the league. Do I think okay. you'll do it next year? No. Probably not. No chance. Really? No chance. I don't think you have the squad depth. Yeah. I don't think we're going to replicate the um, the form that we've been able to do this year. But I think unless Man City do do what, what we did this year, which I don't think... I think they'll do something similar to what they did this year. Um, oh, which is still at this. a very high level. But not not like almost flawless I, I uh, to be I, fair I think we could both do that and it could easily be a, a two horse race between us and City Emina you've I given think... me the wrong pizza <laughs> <laughs> no this is a cheese and tomato out of garden party that's good that's definitely garden going party. in that's good in. Uh, no. can you still yeah, hear I... that I thought that muted my mic that's so weird why has it done that Alright. It's okay, that's content. Goal. So you were talking about um, how Man City is going to win the Prem next season. Yeah. We'll talk about how it's going to be a close one between the I, I Yeah, I think you'll you'll definitely be up there. But I think you'll fall a bit back. Man City will go closer. I think Chelsea United will get closer as well. United won't, I mean, get, won't get closer. Chelsea now. have got some good additions. I think mean, that's what we're also going to talk about. The, the race for that Champions League spot next year. It's, it's hotting up, really. Um... You know, Chelsea, Leicester, United and Wolves all, all going for it. Oh, I think, Chelsea, Wolves. With, I think Chelsea have done enough. With the with the added spice of uh, um, that fifth place being a Champions League spot likely because of uh, uh, Man City's ban from Champions League. 
yeah. Do you think that will help them next year in the Prem? Yeah, mm. they're more focused on the Prem, right? Makes sense. I mean, did they really need? They already had that squad depth to focus to be able to deal with two competitions. I mean, to be honest, I don't Man, really buy Man into City's it. bench is able to fit into any starting eleven in the league. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, I've never really bought into no Champions League means you should do better. Yeah, I mean, maybe for under-resourced yeah, maybe, like, clubs, maybe someone like are, Leicester, who literally only have. You know that there are eleven men, men, and it's difficult otherwise to rotate. But but, I don't but those clubs don't really get Champions League anyway. Mm. But yeah, one thing I wanted to mention quickly was that um, I'm not as into football as these two. I watch it, but very casually. I only started last year. But one thing I wanted to ask is that: Are there any rumors or any additions to Man City's team, or any subtract subtractions? Even? I mean, they've had. There's been the the recent news of the, them losing Leroy Sane to Bayern Munich. Yeah. Um, Wait, is he gone? I don't know if they. Or is he going? Yeah, yeah he's, he's gone, gone. Fifty million, I think, around the fee. Um, so he's going to Bayern Munich at the end of the season. I think he's wanted that for for over a year now. So they managed to get that deal done. And I mean, no Man City, they'll probably be looking for replacement straight away. Um, I don't know of anyone yet. I mean, I know they wanted to. Also, strengthen the defense. I don't think they feel like they've had that. I think that's been their weak, their weak point is the centre backs. I mm. really wish you lot were here, man. I've got this cheese. I've got a whole twelve inch to myself, and a cheese garlic slices, six piece. This is beautiful, man. You're really, really disrupting the flow of this segment. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, and you're getting me really hungry. Yeah, I'm eating. Bro, yet. if you could smell this, we need to add that to the new podcast. The smelling kind of. Um, a little 4D experience. A little 4D experience. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. So we don't even have... We don't even have video. We videos, don't even have video, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's introduce him anyway. Okay, so in terms of... Um, so what's happening with Traore? I've heard a lot of rumours that he might be going to Liverpool. I don't know. It's like, I don't think so. I think... Yeah, I don't think like Liverpool will go in talks. for him. I don't think they need him. I mean, I feel like we do need someone in that... Attack. I think if if anywhere we need to strengthen is an attacking option as a replacement. I mean, yeah. At the moment, what if we have one injury? Who's on the pitch? Divokarigi. Yeah, he's he's that last minute. He's the last minute hero. Winner, but I don't think he's he's that ninety minute the consistent in and out player. You know what yeah. I mean? I suppose. Yeah, actually, you don't really have anyone other than you've got a great front three, but after that, mm. you've got like some seventeen year olds. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, one team that has been active in the transfer market, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea going to be strong next year, I think. Really, really strengthening that uh, next season, I think. I mean, but Chelsea, they, they still haven't the really strengthened the back. That, they haven't. Sorry? They really haven't strengthened the defense. And yeah, that's the thing. Like and that's Crystal, been, Crystal Palace anything, last the, night. The weakness this year, they've been straight. They've been strong in attack, but. Like Chris, Crystal Palace scored twice against them last night. Yeah, and I mean, they just and they they're not like a great attacking team, really. And and they lost just a couple of matches ago to a uh, West Ham three two. Yeah, Crystal Palace has only scored thirty goals this season, and they scored two against Chelsea. And West Ham were um, in the relegation battle, managed to uh, get three goals past them. So yeah, so. Mm. There's. <clears throat> How how do you how do you feel about United coming on strong? 
Oh, I mean that that Bruno in Oof. midfield. Oh my days, Oof. he's uh, he's lighting it up, isn't he? Oof. Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or. Three goal contributions a game, goal and two assists here and there. I mean, did you see that free, free kick? Assist the rest of it. He's um, I mean, uh, and he's letting Pogba really come into his flow as well. And I mean, it's not it's not good to see from my perspective, but credit. I, s- that I they're, still they're doing think well. I still think United need a few more players and maybe another year. I mean, it's interesting. Is this just going to be a run of form, or is this going to be a consistent thing? Like, can they at least keep this to the end of the season? Um, yeah, I mean, we the run in is very easy. Well, not very easy, but yeah, relatively fa- easy. Fairly, if fairly we, on the if we get so, the Champions yeah. League by being in the top four, that will be a massive confidence boost. Yeah, and that'd be a great place to build on next year. And we know Man United on. Short yeah. of funds, I'm sure they'll they'll be looking in the transfer market as usual, spending yeah. loads of money and getting nowhere. But there we go. But I I think next season is going to be really good. This, unless you're a Liverpool fan, this season has kind of it died like around the new year. Oh well, um, yeah, it's obviously it's uh, being tainted a bit because of the coronavirus as well. Yeah, and that four 0 loss to Man City. We were going. We were going strong. We'll just ignore. We'll just cut out that section, please. Um, so how yeah. much was it for? Uh, Potentially five. Yeah, well, no, sorry. <laughs> and that was after we won the title already, by the way. And can I just add that was with a record amount of games to spare. That was seven games. Can you tell me something? Uh, What's more embarrassing? This is you not know, just hypothetical. I don't know if any team's ever done this. Imagine going to the team you beat for the Premier League them giving you the guard of honour and then on their stadium getting thrashed 4-0 wouldn't you find that quite embarrassing as a fan of that team as well yeah okay I was I wasn't I wasn't the happiest with that performance <laughs> I mean I thought it was unlucky but then everyone else is going to say oh no we, we played I don't know maybe maybe the team were a bit on the booze <laughs> Yeah, defo. Like, come on, look, Salah's the only one that performed, and you know we know that guy ain't drinking. <laughs> um, I mean, to be honest, once you've wrapped up the league already, it's it's hard to get the motivation up. Yeah, but I think we've still got them them targets of hitting them records. I mean, we've got where we're on eighty nine points with five games remaining, and that hundred points of Man City of two years ago is the record. That's very doable. You know, most wins. Um, Actually, do you think that motivation just... will still be there next season now that they've won the Premier League? You think, because, you know, the Premier League is actually some massive, you know, it's a huge achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think, a rec- you know, these records are motivation enough to kind of perform as well next season? Mm. No, I think, I think it's just the motivation would be... This Liverpool team seems to be really building something. I mean, they've just they've won the Champions League, Super Cup, Club World Cup, Premier League. They want to. I think the motivation we kind of almost creating like a dynasty, something that's going to be mm-hmm. remem- remembered in like history, like a, a legendary team. Um, like the unbeatable. You know, of course, like the legendary teams of Alex Ferguson. Oh. You know, Klopp wants to. Klopp, I'm sure, would want to uh, 
create his own almost. Do you and... think that if Klopp ran for mayor in Liverpool, he'd get it? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he probably would. I honestly think he would. <laughs> I mean, when you say that, I'm just thinking about the uh, that Kanye West news. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. God. That's just stupid, man. That guy's not getting any votes. That'll, that'll be a topic at some point. I yeah, that's a good imagine. topic for some of the day. But, okay. I mean, I was, I was just looking at some stats here, and did you know in 2007-8, Derby County finished last with only 11 points in the whole season. That's crazy. <laughs> 11 points. Four. I remember well, getting match attacks for the Derby players in. Oh, match attacks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, match attacks. I had, like, oh, do you know, you know you can get, like, 110 on some of them. It's 101. 101, sorry. I used to have 101 Cassius and John Terry. Did you yeah, ever did you ever actually play the game? No, no I just collected them. Did. I don't know how you even play. I had like a fat stack, like really fat stack of them. Yeah, I've still got a box of them downstairs. No, you got to have the, the album with the... Uh, oh, oh, did you, did you fill them in? Once I brought the album, I spent like five pounds. I don't know, I think it was six pounds or something. Or five pounds. And my dad made me return it. It was a massive waste of money, so... I've yeah. got the album, but I never filled it in with, like, the cards. So what did you just leave empty? Yeah. What's the point of having no, it? No, because I didn't, I didn't buy the album, like, specifically, but you know when it came out in, like, that massive, like, with the magazine and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, it comes, the Match it comes, of the Day magazine, Yeah, yeah, it? and it comes with the album and, like, a pack of cards yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I didn't buy the magazine, the album specifically. Do you, do you remember, like, them. when... Remember when there were World Cups or like Euros and stuff and there were the stickers, the, world... the Panini stickers? Mm, oh, the I remember the stickers. Ones, yeah. The stickers are the best. Yeah, I did a couple of those books. Like, you know, it comes with the yeah, book. Yeah, for the World Cup, I did that. Team, yeah. back I'm not going to lie. I, t- I took Magic Tides very seriously back in the day. Well, you take anything seriously. I, I collected <laughs> so much this. stuff. Like, <laughs> so many cards. Yeah. Oh, for, for all our listeners out there, it <laughs> took so much time to organise because... Ali never checks his phone, ever. No, he does. He just doesn't check. All right, okay. All right, oh, he just sorry. doesn't. He doesn't check the podcast chat. Today's Wednesday. We were supposed. We usually were supposed to record on Mondays, but yeah, we got. Yeah, and Mondays. on like Sunday night, or we find out. Oh, I'm going to London tomorrow. I can't record. Exactly. And this segment itself was only <laughs> decided like twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. No, we all. Ali's first acknowledgement that we scheduled it to record today was about 20 minutes before we started <laughs> he just woke up but, then as well i mean <laughs> that will be, that will be a difference of like that's based on the struggles of living away from home or the oh, okay. the challenges in that and then we can uh Brand, okay. there we go I've, oh, I've already created another segment for look another at, podcast look at this guy okay he's pulling his weight yeah. now right. anyway i saw a post recently um football related <laughs> about the uh, this is the football but, segment we spoke about it for like three minutes <laughs> about the ba- Barcelona team and I think Messi what is he like the, at least double check how old each player is it's like it's around about something like this where like Messi's 34 Rakitic 33 sorry Rakitic yeah. is also maybe 33 34 so is you know PK's I think a year or two older. They have quite an yeah, o- yeah. Suarez is thirty three, I'm sure as well. You know they have quite an old team. So you reckon? How long do you reckon it is till we're going to see the decline? You reckon it's another couple of years, or maybe even next year? I think mm. Messi's going to leave soon. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll leave? I I, I feel like he'll he'll retire at the club. Mm, 
I mean, it can go either way. I think if you... The uh, the reason a lot of people say Ronaldo's better than him is because Ronaldo's done it in different leagues. Mm. And if he wants to kind of get rid of that, all he has to do is go to another club. And do you think Messi playing. actually cares about that? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like the driving factor in his life, but mm. I think he will care. Mm. Do you think? Where do, could you see him at another club? Like, where could you give me an example of where you could see him? Like a team at Juventus. Real Madrid, definitely. <laughs> no chance. Real no, Madrid. I could see him. I could see him at Juventus. He can't go to Juventus. I could see him in the Premier League somewhere. Maybe. I think Manu. I think Manu is the only Manu or Chelsea. Can't be, can't be my I can't new, see him at my new. I can't see him at my new. Um, at Wolves, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I can see him at West Brom actually. Yeah, oh, come on, that's something completely different. I'm a West Brom fan, by the way. Um, Max, that's no. a good. Um, I could see him going to Italy just to like carry on that Ronaldo rivalry, but I don't know if he cares enough to do that. Good think about it. This guy has got PSG, to then move maybe? to another country with his family. And what is it just because of one individual that he wants to race? Well, he's not yeah. moving like you or I would move. He's moving to like from one mansion to another, probably on a private jet. Yeah, but it's still like he's lived in Spain for however many years. Um, you know, he's yeah, going to I mean, have Barcelona, local friends. I think and... they, they brought him in from Argentina when he was like 13 exactly, or something. Exactly, yeah. Imagine. I mean, so if I you're know. messy, you'd expect a lot of your friends would probably move with you or you'd make friends fast enough. I don't I don't think that staying in his, like, home environment or whatever is enough of a factor to keep him at Barcelona if he wants to leave. Mm, like, if he, if, he's, if he doesn't like the club... We should get him on happy. this, actually. We should yeah, interview him on I'll, this I'll one. Number, actually. Do you know what? You know what? Almost met Almost. Hmm? Go on, let's have this story. We need some. This segment has been dead. We need some exciting <laughs> stories. Basically, didn't you meet? Um, I was in. I was in Barcelona on holiday, uh-huh. and as we do, like we just walk around a lot on holidays. Like we were doing a lot of sightseeing and that. And we walking back home from the town centre to our. I'm sure you were taking hotel. a lot of pictures. Yeah, a lot of pictures. Um, and we so we walking back, and then. We, on a on a place quite near our hotel, there's an Adidas store, and we're passing. There's loads of there's loads of people out there, and there's cameras and everything. And then we're just like, "What's happened?" Like my dad asked one of the guys, "What's what's been happening?" And he goes, "Messi just left or something. He was just Ooh. he was just he was just releasing a new Adidas shoe in this shop." Um. Ah, oh, imagine. So he like apparently just left. Messi. Huh? I mean, my cousins met. You know, my... I just met Messi as a bit of a reach there. Basically, but I had to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> should, we, should we clickbait the title? Yeah, Ali Mo <laughs> met Messi and played with him for two years. Um, but yeah, so my cousin, you know, the one I think I've mentioned to you, you know, my uncle that's a diplomat, that was a diplomat. They were posted yeah, yeah. in Barcelona for about, I don't know, probably like three, four years, maybe more. And one day, so my cousin, she's younger, she. Um, I think she was, I don't know where they were, maybe a shopping mall, whatever. And it was like outside in the car park, she sees Messi and she gets her and her mom try taking a photo with him. And he's, you know, he's very happy to take one. Um, But they get the driver to take the photo because, you know, the diplomats, so they get driven around. 
um, and the driver apparently, I don't know, he's like, what he didn't know how to use a phone properly. He couldn't take the photo. So he didn't take the photo properly, and now she doesn't have a photo with Messi, but she tells everyone that she met him. Uh, so what? He just, is he one of them people that just uh, trying to take a picture, but ended up taking a selfie? I don't know what he did. I, I can't imagine, remember. I think imagine, it was some... Imagine you go home looking for a picture oh with Messi, gosh, and you just get like some selfie of your driver. Oh, jeez. That'd be the worst thing ever. I can't imagine. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met. Have you like ever met? So I, th- I th- okay. My closest experience with a famous person was we were in America. Um, we were so we went to a rent a car place. Um, and I think it was in New York or something. And we, I saw a WWE wrestler. I can't remember his name. He was like this. He was in a he was in a tag team. And so, but he was on his own. And so there's this there's these computers where you can check in your cars. And he was really angry. Like he was like. I wouldn't say livid, but you know he was not in the mood. So and he kept like shouting at the staff and stuff to help him help them fix something. But that's the closest I've been to a celebrity. Obviously, I didn't ask him for a photo. I didn't want him to like suplex me onto his car or something. But um, yeah, that's the closest I've ever been to a celebrity. Apart from said you don't even know his name. I can't remember. His name. Let me Google it. Oh, nice hard. Yeah. So basically, yeah, anyone who watches um... he has like a mustache. And like he was with this other guy, so he was like kind of olive skinned, and the other guy was like really pale white, and they were a tag team back like a couple yeah, of years the, ago. The closest I've got to a celebrity is I met the co-president of the Imperial Iraq Sock. Oh my Oh, days. okay. Listen, you like yeah. need to stop name dropping. First, you've told people you're Unity FM. Now we're telling everyone <laughs> Ali Mo is the co-president of Iraq Sock at Imperial. This is going to get too many fans, bro. We're going to get too many fans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry, I've got that's that's why I've been a bit disorganized. I have a lot of presidential duties and that. <laughs> oh, he's, he's cooking up some dolma. That's what he's doing. I'd say the clip. What right. are you gonna say? Sorry. This is this is a football segment, and we've ended up talking about Shine meeting some random wrestler. Uh, you just spoke about the co-president of Rock Sox. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> Adi, have you ever taken? A, have any of you ever even taken a photo with a celebrity? Cause I know Ali Mohamed. Like, didn't you meet not... the B Tech Marsala? <laughs> no, he's the real Marsala, you know. Oh, okay. But just with the. Um... But he, he just he basically on the football pitch he puts a bit of makeup to look a bit to make him look a bit oh, younger. Okay. Oh, fair. But fair. he's actually looks he's actually like quite an aged in looking guy. So he wasn't just taking photos to gather money for a green card or anything like that. Uh, and by the way, guys, check my Instagram if you want to see that picture. Um. Leap that part <laughs> No plugs. <laughs> no plugs allowed. Oh, uh, you know the closest I've been to celebrity. I don't know if it's closest. I can't really remember. But look, I don't. I, I didn't actually see the guy. But apparently, I was with my mate at tube station, and he claims, like very close to us, was the dragons. One of the dragons then. Oh, and not Dragon's Den. Um, uh, what do you call it? Apprentice. Apprentice Final Five. You know, oh. the the one that's like... Hello? Really shouty. Oh, the really shouty one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that, that, that doesn't describe every single dragon. Oh, no, no not right. Apprentice the, uh, You know the Final Five? The funny the funny Final Five guy. Oh, oh, the interviewers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that Scottish guy. Is he Scottish? Uh, I think he... Yeah, I think he is, yeah. Anyway... 
Yeah, because apparently, but I didn't actually. I didn't actually see the guy my friend saw. Him. The closest was, I've he, I've been apparently to was on the same platform as us. The closest I've been, and Ali was there as well actually, but I didn't know it was a celebrity till afterwards. Was remember when we went to the uh, anti Joshua fight in Cardiff? You were next oh, to AJ. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't see AJ. But I know who he oh. is, man. Uh, basically, we went to like some ticket office thing, and sitting down like behind yes. some ropes was this massive guy and do you know who Eddie Hall yeah, is yeah, the yeah, yeah. world's strongest man yeah yeah mm-hmm. well basically it was him, him but I didn't know it at the time hmm. I, did, did you know Ali see I, I kind of recognised but I wasn't sure yeah. and then but now it's, it was defo him it was defo him and I kind of like he looked familiar but I couldn't place him but he was just basically sitting there by himself and I thought if he's a if he's a real celebrity surely there'll be people around him and stuff that, yeah, I think that's what I thought about at the time. So yeah. I just thought, oh, maybe he's just like some security guard or like a lookalike or something. I don't know. But like, yeah, that, that's the closest I've been, I think. And yeah. yeah. Also, shout out, me and Asaid have been in Creed 2. Like, if, oh, you, actually, yeah. if you actually what? zoom in in Creed 2, we're in the movie. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, they used the AJ audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah they told us. They so told we had to. So the, before the fight, we had to. Um, like they said, boo or cheer yeah. or whatever, and then so and so we did that, and then that that made it that, into the yeah, into the movie. Gasped, Bro, you lied too much, the, man. You the, guys the are basically thing. carrying this podcast now. Yeah, you, so, uh, your, your movie actors, stars. your Unity FM radio show stars, Ali Mo's a president of a society. You know, it's oh, crazy. Bro. That was actually so mad because they didn't advertise it or anything. Like, yeah, no, it was just, they just, it was just did so it randomly. It was like after one of the undercard fights, we're just like sitting there, um, like probably eating something. I can't remember. And then you just hear this voice on the megaphone saying, "Oh, you're you're about to be in Creed too. So cheer when we say cheer and boo when we say boo." I was like, "Yo, yeah, so sick." Imagine okay. the guy sitting on the toilet hears that. <laughs> He's like, "I'm not going to be part of it." Runs with his trousers down. So um, anyway, I think this is enough for the football segment. Yeah, it's not really a football guess. segment, but there we go. Yeah, wave it um, off. I hope you enjoyed. And now we're Clearly moving on to our final can... segment of the day, yeah. near the one hour ten mark. So you don't be a true oh fan. If you're a true gosh. fan and if you hear this, yeah. again, let us know. Mom. Let us know. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't even know if my family's going to listen this far. Alright, what's the next segment? Say it is yours. Do we, do we need to do this segment now? Or have you got enough? Yeah, I feel like we have got Fair we, enough. We've got yeah. quite a lot. Okay, um, I'll do the outro. So, apologies again for today's episode. I, th- I think at the end of every episode, we're going to have to apologise, mainly for making you lot waste your time in listening to this. Don't but, say um, that. That just sounds, that just sounds sad. Because it is, man. What do you think? Have, like, some, come on. have some self-belief. Say One thing you're welcome. Wanted, we gave uh, you an hour of great content. <laughs> Alright, you, you're welcome. We gave you welcome. incisive debate on the cancel culture phenomenon that engulfs our day um basically so today we've done two segments mainly because of the whole time is taken if um you know there's certain things that will be edited out and that's the saint's fault there's a lot of things i wanted to keep in but so he wants to edit them out unfortunately so any hate goes his way um again i'd like thank you for uh, listening by the way shine spent 20 minutes yelling at his sister for not bringing him the right pizza Oh, shut up, man. Okay, look, this pizza is amazing. I just want to go now so I can eat it in peace without you lying in my ear. I mean, it's gone cold now, so... No, it's still warm. It's still warm, bro. 
Look, can you smell it? Okay. Oh, I'm stitching. I I put my <laughs> pizza next to the mic, thinking that you thinking you would make a difference. Um. Oh, anyway, cut that part. Out. <laughs> we started um, off with a serious conversation. <laughs> anyways, um, I'd like to thank you again for listening. Uh, make sure to share, follow, whatever, or don't. We don't care. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.